Hey whores, I've got something to share. I love magic wands and I love anal toys. So I've partnered with LaWand and B-Vibe to get you the best discounts on their entire site. From now until June 30, get 20% off the entire store by using code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout. Get yourself a rumbly magic wand or even a rimming plug and get you coming, baby. That's Lawand and B-Vibe, and use code SEXHEADWITHTIM for 20% off both stores. Check the description for more details, and I'll see you at your next orgasm. Mwah! The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I'm your host, Tim, certified sex educator. I identify as a chaotic homosexual. And how many porn stars does it take to screw in a light bulb? Beats me. I always skip that part. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of porn, we have two very lovely ladies from Freya, uh, Maria, Samantha, Please introduce yourself to the guests. Welcome to the show, first of all. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank Thank you for having us. us. Oh my goodness, you're both so hot, so beautiful, such (laughs) lovely queens. And you're such a good liar. (laughs) Stop. No, 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 no. It's okay. The audience doesn't need to know what we look like. None of us have our faces on right now. Why do you think we're into podcasting? I know, right? I've always been told I have a face for radio. So I'm like, that's a compliment. I mean, you have some of the best teeth I've ever seen. I'm really obsessed with dentistry. Like, I, I, like, that's the first thing I noticed about you. I was like, Good teeth. Thank they you. are really good Thank teeth. Thank you. Five thousand dollars, and I have never bitten a dick until like I've been paid for it. So, well, yeah, you gotta get your money's worth. I know. Although I spent three thousand pounds on mine, and they are definitely they are awful. So you know, no, you definitely no, got your no. money's worth. You're both very beautiful and very successful in Freya. I am so honored to have made this connection. So let's talk about first who you both are. Uh, okay, uh, my name is Samantha, and um, anyone that is listening might know me as Samantha Bentney. So I have been in the adult industry for about a very long time. So I started when I was 18, so nearly 16 years. I was a multi-AVN award-winning porn actress for a good amount of time. I was contracted to some big companies. Um, I was a penthouse pet. I was also in two seasons of Game of Thrones, Um, (laughs) like really randomly. I won awards for like a whole bunch of things, including Best Girl Girl Sex Scene. I think that was my first AVN. I won Female Performer of the Year three times in a row in the UK. I won Best Sex Scene for my first ever scene that I shot with Rocco Sofredi. So yeah, I 
I've been around the industry for a while. Before that, I was a stripper. I've yeah. I've if if you can do it in the sex industry, um, I've done quite a lot of stuff. So yeah, that and then I uh, I had a baby and semi retired, and then the pandemic hit and I met Maria and we connected and uh, Freya was born. So um, I'm going to pass it over to Maria now to kind of introduce. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm Maria. So I'm the CEO and co-founder of Freya. Um, So originally, I actually used to be an elite rower. Um, So I did stuff on like the German and then German team and then in England. But rowing kind of similar to US gymnastics, a little bit, little bit dodgy in the institutions. So I ran a campaign to kind of improve like the safeguarding in that. That did not work out. Then I wanted to do something more impactful. Went into U.S. politics. Now that was a mistake. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, yeah. So um, I was a delegate in the 2020 election, focused on vi- reducing violence against women. Again, ineffective. Then mm. kind of thought of the idea for Freya during the pandemic because um, I think I speak for a lot of us in this podcast that I did not have a good sex education. <laughs> And I learned off of pornography and we wanted to then create a site that was firstly um, safer for the performers and had better performer treatment and also had like a sex ad element into it. Um, however, as we've kind of developed, we've also now kind of more turned into social media and we have like sex educators, brands and charities also on our platform escaping the censorship of mainstream social media. And yeah, so Sam and I met, actually, we've never met, actually. Yeah, we've, we've been never working met. together for a year and we have never met. What? We've never met. We've never real life met. I was actually teaching Ariel in London with so like hoop, silks, that kind of stuff with her uh, sister um, who mentioned that, that she said, my sister's working on this uh, platform to do with XYZ in the adult industry. And I said, well, has she thought of, you know, lists a bunch of things? And she said, well, I don't know. Why don't you two connect? And that that kind of happened. And and here we are a year later. And we still have not physically met in real life. Well, because I ended up moving to Finland because actually it was really hard to run an adult company in the UK. Like, like we mm-hmm. couldn't get a bank account, couldn't get investment. Started looking elsewhere, moved to Finland, never been here before. <laughs> so then we never had the chance to meet. <laughs> but like, isn't it so pretty where you guys are right now? Like, uh, I mean, in terms of, it's pretty as in like in terms of the sexual landscape. I don't know, like, can you give us a little bit of a background as to what the culture is behind uh, sex education or porn or the adult industry from where you guys are? I mean, my sex education was a birthing video in England. And I didn't even, I didn't even learn how to put on a condom. <laughs> I still don't know how to put on a I condom. I don't, what's a condom? I still don't either. <laughs> what's a condom? <laughs> I, I'm always like, I always just give it to my partner. I'm like, here you go. Um, yeah, we never had that. I had, I think we had one lesson with like a very sweaty, awkward man. I went to an all girls school. So you can Same. imagine it was, it was, so we had, I must, we must've been 13, 14, four, like 30 teenage girls and this one very sweaty, awkward man being like, oh, I'm not, well, well, a penis goes into vagina. Uh, and that's how you make a baby and never have sex. And, uh, and, um, And that was it. Like nothing beyond that. It was, you know, very, it was, this is how you make a baby. And that is the only time that you should ever have sex (gasps) is if you want to have like literally. And then we had a very scary lady come in and give us this talk on STDs. Um, And my mom says she still remembers to this day, this lady came in and she told us all the ways you can get AIDS, Mm -hmm. right? 
What? And I came, I came home and I said, mum, I am never going to have sex because I will get AIDS and I will die. <laughs> and she was like, what? And then that summer we went on holiday to Greece and we went to a water park and I stubbed my toe and I cut my toe and it was bleeding. And I said, well, I can't go in the water now because I'll get AIDS. Because that's what we were told, that any open wound. It's like mean girl sex education. It was literally, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't go in, my mum was like, great. Like the whole fucking holiday is now dictated by the fact that you can't go anywhere because you're scared that you're going to get AIDS. Like, thanks sex education <laughs> that that was pretty much it like I, and I, mean, I like I, we were we would get kicked out of the classroom if we laughed at the word penis and I like mean, but then like the teeth it is yeah, a funny word it's a funny, it's funny. word i penis. got kicked out of the classroom a lot <laughs> but like they would make us read these passages in a textbook and it would be like the penis does this and this and that and you weren't already as like a teenager you know you're anxious to read out in the class and then on top of that you can't laugh when you're having to really seriously say penis <laughs> nightmare that's 10 years of therapy right there 10 years wow lucky yeah <laughs> 15 and counting no i'm kidding <laughs> But then, like, I think in Finland, they seem to have, like, a bit of a better sex education here, but it tends to be a bit more of, like, a gender-equal society. And they're really, like, because they have, like, a huge sauna culture. It's, like, mandatory that every building, like, has to have a sauna. What? They're all naked. Yeah, they're all naked all the time, and they're really chill about it. Oh, my God. I would never leave a building in Finland. I would always just be, like, jacking off into saunas. Like, who wants to join? (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I I moved here, my mom told me to go, like, husband shopping in the sauna so I could look before I bye <laughs> you want a window shop you want to like you know test out the product Check out the goods <laughs> i feel like i feel like sometimes it's false advertisement though because it's like it might look good maybe it's but a like, grower they, not a shower yeah but also like sometimes and I, I i'm i'm giving you this info as somebody that has had sex with some of like in inverted commas the best dicks in porn <laughs> like the ones that are considered the best dicks in porn and i'm for everyone that can't see i'm doing air quotes um they're not okay then they're not bad about these dicks (laughs) they just like i think i think that a lot of times men with big penises think that that's it i've got a big penis so that Mm -hmm. that's it you know that is it Mm -hmm. like that's their whole personality is is great boom done Mm -mm. and the thing is it's like okay cool learn how to use it learn how to share like your pleasure because just because you're pounding away having a nice time doesn't mean everyone else is also having a big penis you need to learn how to not hurt stab someone somebody. yeah because it's like you know someone that might have like a more shallow vagina or a more shallow butthole or like you know not everyone's anatomy is the same which means actually you're at a bit of a disadvantage if you just have a massive dick yeah. and all you know how to do is stab away okay and a lot of these guys with massive dicks they just stab away i've been that's what they do. sent to the hospital because of a massive dick like what? a stabby yeah a massive stabby dick. yeah it was in my asshole at the it caused like bleeding i'm like because mm. mm. he was pounding away it's like some some ticks are you just scared to sit on i find it's just like I mean, no like, thank you a, just in general a penis is so scary when you look at it and it's so aggressive looking like, they look very oh. threatening <laughs> it is right and like you know I think that, that that is when people say big dick energy it's like okay but what kind of what do you mean by that okay because because uh. like sometimes big dick energy is just aggressive ignorance which is so gross it's like what about medium dick energy where it's just like they go down on you I would love that yeah right or like what about just like 
Nice dick energy. Nice dick energy. I, I want a dick that cuddles me afterwards, you know? The thing is, it's like, okay, I'm I'm like not like a nice girl in bed, but I also want to be. <laughs> okay, like none of us are nice girls in bed, okay? <laughs> but that doesn't mean, like, I, th- I feel like oftentimes that can be misconstrued as um, I want to be treated like shit. I don't want to be treated like shit. I just want to be fucked properly. Mm, exactly. You know, you know, there's a difference. And and we do have this conversation quite often, don't we, Maria, about like, you know, people get confused by rough sex. There's like a huge, di- like, there's like a, a fine line between like good rough sex and then just like bordering into like bad sex and sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And some people just don't know how to, to read the line. And yeah. like, it's super fun if you want to be having like rough sex, for instance, like if you want to get slapped on the face. You know, oh my god, go yeah. But ask the number of times somebody doesn't ask and they slap you across the face, you're just like, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like that's like what? Or the choking without asking. It's fine if you want to do it. Like, why not? But ask. I've hired like an escort who I asked to choke me and he could not do it properly. I'm like Oh, that's the worst. Uh, like you're not supposed to crush my windpipe. You're just supposed to cut off the circulation to my brain. And I'm like, why am I paying this guy to fuck me? In the worst possible way. It's kind of like when someone spit in my coffee. I'm like, really? What is going on? Ugh. I That's mean, thing. wrong analogy, I, I, but you know. I think like the choking thing. Okay, so like that's one of my all-time favorites is when it's done properly, yeah. right? So where you kind of, you see colors, you see stars, and you kind of forget where you are for a second. And then you're like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> Who's fucking me? I don't know. Right, and then you come back around. <laughs> it's the best feeling mm-hmm, ever, okay? Mm-hmm. But but oftentimes people don't know how to do it. So they just grab yeah. you by the throat and you're just kind of bit like. Blah, they either go blah, blah. super, super tight or it's like. It's like, like really wimpy. Like, what is this? Like, <laughs> am I fucking your grandmother? Like, come on, put a little more force in it. <laughs> like, I don't want to die, but I don't want to be sure I'm going to live. That's my <laughs> for sure. But, oh my god, that's like you know. Um, I remember when I used to work with Rocco. So for anyone that that is listening that doesn't know, Rocco is like a, he's an Italian uh, porn actor. He's been around for a really really long time, and he is notorious for super super rough scenes. And he always used to say to me. It really scares me working with you because you don't say no to anything and I'm scared that I'm going to kill you. And I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. That's that's the fun of it, you know? Like, he's like, you've got to say no when it's too much. And I'm like, that, nope. <laughs> That's why I was so um, sought after when I was escorting because I just couldn't say no to a lot of things. I mean, I eventually found out what my limits were, but like, I was like, yeah. yes, give me this, give me that, shit on my face fart in my mouth and i was just like okay maybe i don't like that (laughs) that's the thing i feel like you've got to go to the edge to find your limits and try everything once and then decide (laughs) if you like it or not (laughs) yeah exactly like it it's like trying new food right but like a different kind of food and you know you don't know if you don't like it until you've tried it and i think a lot of things also, one of the things that we always say is like, your sex life is a journey. It's not just a one-stop destination. You don't go, oh, cool, I like being choked. It's like, I like being choked at that point with that person in that sexual experience. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, actually, with someone else, I might not want to be choked. I might want to have, uh, like, sensual sex where I'm not being beaten up. And I think, like, also, as we grow, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I was 
uh, self-destructive, submissive, give me what, give me everything you got, little bitch. And now I'm like, I'm mid thirties. I'm a mother. I don't have time for that shit. Make me come. And like, then go. That come and yeah, go. Like <laughs> you know, just get and, in and, and like. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I think like my my partner and I were like, okay, we need to have sex, but we need to make it fit in around the fact that we have a toddler and jobs and like scheduling but- sex is the best. I agree. I, I disagree. I, I disagree. Have to, really? No, I have to. I have to schedule it because I'm so busy since starting Freya, and then my partner also runs a company, so we have to schedule in when we're having sex. We're like, we're like, should we do it tonight? And then we get into bed and we're like, oh. God, I'm so tired. <laughs> I understand because for me, not to brag or anything, but I have like over a dozen regular fuck buddies. So I have to like oh, Google Calendar. It's really hard to get like a good rotation exactly. of fuck buddies going. So I have to like put them on rotation. It was like Google Calendar because I, I got to like maintain these connections. I got to get fucked almost mm-hmm. like how many times a month? And then like if someone cancels. It's like a full-time job. Oh my God, there. being a slut is It's organization. So... <laughs> Being a slut. <laughs> it teaches life skills. Being a slut teaches it your does. life skills. <laughs> like being on you top of what? your sexual health and you're checking my STI yeah. status and everything. Oh my God. People think like w- one thing that I do think is really funny is like people people just assume that if if you're like a slut that you're like dirty and it's like you better believe sluts are the cleanest. Oh, uh, okay? but I am dirty. It's so I'm true. <laughs> But you're like the right kind of dirty, right? Like exactly. we want to be like that kind of dirty. We don't want to be like yucky dirty. I know, we like take a shower like... or something, please. Yeah, it's like I'd say like my friends that have the least amount of sex are probably the ones I wouldn't trust the most when it comes to like sexual health testing. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'd say that my friends that sleep around, like they they do their tests, they get on it. Like safety is sexy, yeah. but then um, my friends that probably are like a little bit more timid about sleeping around like they never get std checks even though they've slept with like six people plus for, it's like, guys. for me like i am so on top of my sexual health that the clinic knows me by my first name the moment i walk in there's like oh hey tim how are you the regular <laughs> the usual <laughs> which is so embarrassing i'm like have i really but been it's, here it's, that much <laughs> it's good though i mean like as somebody that you obviously like within the industry we were getting we would have to get tested every two weeks 10 days to two weeks so wow. I really like that. Yeah. Because we have to have you you have to have a certificate to work saying you've been tested, you're clean, you don't have the certificate, you ain't shooting. And how often would you be shooting for? I mean, I was shoot at the top of my game every day sometimes for two wow. companies a day. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking, you know, if I if I'd go to America, I'd go for three months and I would shoot every day and sometimes they'd I, there was one day. I think I shot for three companies in one day because you only have a visa for like a certain amount of time. You're only, you can only be there for a certain amount of time. Mm. So they're like, this many people want to book you. We're going to get all of them, all of them in. Oh my God. And how long would each thing be? It depends. If you're shooting for like a big company, uh, a feature, you can be on set for like 18 hours. But I mean, a lot of that is just sitting around and, um and then but if you're shooting just gonzo for like a really quick company um 
you know, the, he could be in and out in like two hours. That's so exhausting. Oh my it's so God. Exhausting. The thing I found interesting was when Samantha was talking about um, like the differences in shooting in Europe compared to like the States. She always said like, you know, America's a business. Mm-hmm. And then European porn is a lifestyle. And like the testing in like, um, what was it? Was it Hungary? You said was like the bad oh, one for so testing? In, yeah. So Budapest is like the European capital of porn, but it's generally, I call it conveyor belt porn. Mm-hmm. they don't care who you are like you know in 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 the uk and definitely in america you kind of have status based on who you've worked for how long you've been in the industry if you've won any awards you know you have a name right and that name carries weight that that name can get you paid more it can get you better roles it can and but in in europe they're like i don't give a shit everyone gets paid the same amount you turn up you shoot and if you don't do anal you're probably going home i call it conveyor belt porn because you kind of get on the conveyor belt when you get off the airplane in Budapest and you just ride the conveyor belt of all these companies and you jump on and off and you go and you shoot 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 and then you get on the plane home and that's it and it's pretty much all the same and nothing is kind of suited to your personality whereas Mm -hmm. if you're booked by these big companies they'll think well I want to book Samantha Benton because she's got that kind of I hate saying this rock chick look um (laughs) so I want to book her as like this yeah exactly so like for example um no don't get me wrong my penthouse pet uh was like one of the biggest moments in my career but they had me do the badass issue which I was like cool um but they wanted me to like have a guitar and like Uh. heels with spikes on do 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 and I was just kind of like okay well like I'm gonna rock it because I am a badass but also I was like oh predictable you know (laughs) And I, now I feel bad because I love Penthouse and they are the best and they gave me that platform. So that I can't sounds... say anything bad about them. But you know, do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it, it just yeah. sounds so manufactured though. It's like just one thing after another. It's almost as if like, okay, maybe I'm getting the wrong impression, but the, my impression right now is that they're treating you as just a performer, not even like as a person at that point. If you say like conveyor belt porn, it's just one yeah. thing after the other. So in Europe, it's definitely like that. If you go, so, and then the difference is you go to America, you're actually treated like a star. Like you are treated like- Red you, carpet. You're treated like, it's fucking, an, <laughs> it's another level. I remember the first time I shot in America and I wasn't even that well known. And I went to set, I think I was shooting for a company called um, Elegant Angel. And like I had my makeup done in the office and they were like asking me what I'd like for lunch and like taking orders and they were like what color eyeshadow do you like how do you like your hair and I was like I don't know any of this stuff I don't know I don't know what I want to eat I don't know what what I like my makeup being done like just make me look pretty. I feel like though I'd find it hard to go home after because then I'd be like why is it's nobody really waiting hard. on me oh. it's really hard it's really hard so the uk is like somewhere in between the uk and europe but you go to europe and you're literally (laughs) me and uh my friend misha cross we're always like in europe you're a piece of shit (laughs) like you're a piece of shit oh my (laughs) god it sounds like a whole production thing and it's just i feel personally exhausted just hearing it because i'm like for me when i was back in the game of escorting Four clients in a day was already exhausting, and like two—that's exhausting. And two of those clients just wanted to cuddle, and I'm like, I'm already tired. I can only cuddle for so long. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what? And like, I I personally have never escorted, but one of the reasons was because I felt like I had to give too much of myself. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be nice to people. Yeah. 
Like I like this makes me sound like and I'm and I'm a bitch. Yeah, the fuck. Yeah, I'm a cunt. I'm a bitch. Yeah, this is gonna make me sound like a cunt. But one of the reasons that I can do it is because I am a cunt. Like I don't want to be nice. I don't like being nice to people. I'm the worst. I'm horrible to like to. And that just must get so like mentally exhausting. Yeah, it's just like physically exhausting. You know, and you must have to deal with some real characters as well. All of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're men. But but um yeah like I mean I was or I think one of the things that that people used to go be like oh how can you be tired you just go and you have sex and it's like it's very much not that like clearly example, they haven't had sex <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. <laughs> what kind of sex are you having but Starfish, like for example princess. I I would be like one day on on a plane and fly into Barcelona and have to shoot that day so get off the plane so I'd get maybe a six a.m. flight fly straight in have my makeup on shoot maybe stay there for two days. So I'd shoot this. This is actually a real example. So I flew in, I shot a scene when I landed. Then the next day I shot two scenes, both on different locations as well. So we drove to different locations. And then I flew back the next morning, got home, I think had a shower and picked up some other stuff and then got on a plane and flew to Ireland for my fitting for Game of Thrones, came back from that and got straight on a plane to go to the States. Mm -hmm. And like people wonder why I'm tired. (laughs) And it's like, I'm exhausted and you know i don't get how you can shoot after getting off a plane because like i get plane bloated yeah i oh that's the worst and i'm so glad it's not just me but like water war like like it was the worst i am at my most unattractive when i get plane no one's attractive no one is sexy after they've but there's always that one person on the plane that walks off looking like a supermodel ew who are you you're not real get out of here stop and like why even if i wash my hair like I will get off that plane with greasy hair. <laughs> I will have greasy hair when I get off that plane, even if it's just an hour flight and I wash my hair that morning. I will have greasy ass hair when I get off that plane. Why? Why? We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. Hello, all my little sluts. It's me, Mama Slut. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. I just wanted to hop on here real quick to let you in on a sexy little deal. Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A dot com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me. 25% off. And cherry on top, free shipping. Oh my god. <laughs> I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me. And girl, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there. And I'm on the train. I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. <laughs> hey, you disgusting pervs. We all like sex toys, right? Nipple clamps, vibrators, masturbators, oh my. 
Good For Her has one of the best selection of sex toys, learning resources, online workshops, and gender expression materials you can't find anywhere else. Go to goodforher.com and use code SEXED with Tim10 for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. That's G O O D F O R H E R.com and the code S E X E D W I T H T I M 10 at checkout for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. And they ship worldwide. Trans inclusive, feminist, and pleasure focused. Good for her has been doing the Lord's work since 1997, bringing you everything you need to get that. Uh, uh, the show is about to begin yes i was once asked so um a client flew me out to new york from toronto to new york and he asked me to head over to his house immediately after that meant i had to douche in the plane no can you believe having to douche in that small tight space and just like because i have like i'm with plain yeah i know i'm like fuck this oh my god i'm charging him extra i would charge extra like there is and if if no one if someone listening to this has not had to prep for anal you do not want to do it in a fucking (laughs) plain bathroom just don't I think like the worst, the worst experience for me of that was we were shooting in these old uh, derelict army barracks in um, in Kent in the UK. Sounds hygienic. Sounds fun. You have no fucking idea. It was February, right? So it was freezing. And I get there and I'm shooting anal. And they're like, oh, yeah, you need to prep um, and get ready for the scene. I'm like, okay, well, where's the bathroom? And they're like, oh, well, we only have this one outdoor toilet. Oh. And it doesn't have warm water. Uh, uh, That sounds like something out of Shrek. I was like, you, I'm like, you want me to prepare for this scene in an outside toilet, which has, like, first of all, it was like a proper, like, outhouse, like an outhouse toilet with only cold water and this dirty sink i was just like i can't do it like i actually like i can't do it no like Mm. there's so i made them i made them book a hotel down the room like down the road as with a day room because i was just like i'm i'm not shooting it like i can't you can't expect me to do that it's not it's not hygienic it's It's not fair like i'm a human being at the end of the day yeah, it's gross. But yeah, I was like, you book the hotel room or I'm going home. Like, I want to be able to actually feel, like, clean and relaxed. I want to put on, like, a, a tracksuit bottom tracksuit while I'm getting ready and, like, just chill out. You know, like, I want to be warm. Like, the one thing I really want when I'm, like, preparing is to be warm. Like, I don't want to be <laughs> – it's, like, minus two degrees. I don't want to be in an outside toilet naked, like, you know, with cold water. Let's get a fireplace running here or something, you know. Exactly, <laughs> I would like, like anything. To be treated like royalty. Wow. I would just like to be treated like a human being. Yeah, just a person. No, but for me, I <laughs> want to be treated like a princess. Come on. Like give me the Meghan I mean, yeah, Markle treatment, obviously. please. <laughs> so this whole like this all sounds so exhausting. And you you kept this up for you said fifteen years or something? Well, I was, so I was 18 when I first started stripping Mm -hmm. and then um, I think 21 when I first started shooting porn and 31 when I retired Mm -hmm. and now I'm 34 now, Mm -hmm. Um, but I retired when I got pregnant 
and my kid is three now. So, so yeah, I did it for a long, long time. And towards the end, I was, I think it was very obvious to everyone that I was over it. <laughs> like I would go to set and be like, I hate porn and I don't want to shoot anymore. And like everyone was like, damn girl. But like, you know, like I was so deep in and it was the only thing that I knew and I was making good money and like, mm-hmm. And when I met my partner, I, I was saying to him, I was like, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. And um, then I remember I, I went to the States. This was in 2015 for AVN. And I was up for a bunch of awards that I really wanted. Um, and I said, like, look, if I win one of these that I really want, I will retire. Wow. Okay. I will stop doing boy girl because I... I, I was like, I, I won't do boy girl anymore because I just can't be asked with it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and my partner said to me, he was just like, good for you, but don't quit for me or because you think that's what I want. Cause he was just like, I knew what you did when I met you. And if you quit for me, you will resent me down the line. So just really, really think about it before mm-hmm. you make any decision. I was like, no, I'm definitely doing it. I'm definitely doing it. And I, went to AVN and I won one of the awards and I was like, cool. Like, I think for me, I was like, I, it was for my scene with Rocco. And I was like, that's the best scene I've ever shot. I will never see, shoot anything better. I just know, you know, when you just know, I'm like, I'm done. What made it, I'm, I'm what done. made it such a good scene? It was just chemistry. It was just ugh, chemistry. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. epic. It was just, I mean, it won best sex scene. And I feel like it was, it, for good reason it, it would have been if if it hadn't won it would have been criminal mm-hmm. like it would have been criminal and it is like it's just crime. everything about it yeah exactly i hate crime so luckily there was no crime committed <laughs> but yeah it was amazing so then i was like okay well i'm i'm, I'm done <laughs> and luckily i think i made the right decision because you know here we are now mm-hmm. uh like nearly eight years later so it's always good to know when to leave the the party especially when you're at the yeah, top of your game I, so many yeah. people get that wrong i left after four years because my mental health was just like all mm-hmm. over the place my life was just like i was spreading myself out too thin i mean i spread myself yep. out a lot <laughs> <laughs> as one says but um yeah i totally understand where you're coming from i i want to know also about now that you have all this experience under your belt and you're a mom as well samantha do you feel that you are more well equipped to be like this how do i say this the a source of good sex ed information with Maria being the CEO of Freya and you being the most experienced porn star that I've spoken to on the show. <laughs> do you feel that you can do sex ed more thoroughly and comprehensively than we were taught? A hundred percent. And do you know why? I think because I'm not ashamed. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared. I have experienced like a lot of these things i'm also not straight which i think gives me an edge ew that is a slur here on the show straight but you know what i mean Mm. like i get boring like i feel like you know i can talk like i'm i feel like a lot of sex educators in out i I don't even know why i'm calling them sex educators they're like science teachers that had to do a job one day mine was the maths teacher what it's so it's so yeah. random, right? She was obsessed with like sinking boats. So like, she actually just kept showing us boats sinking instead of actually teaching us sex ed. That's so weird. Insane. To this day, I don't like boats. And I did that's rowing like, professionally. That's a really weird 
really weird thing to show people. That's a fetish. Yeah, yeah that is a fetish. That's a, that's something that needs psychological uh, experience. What about you, Maria? Like, um, how do you, uh, or what's your vision of Freya in terms of uh, sex education? It's interesting because like it's changed so much from when I first kind of like envisioned it. Yeah. I kind of like I kind of started it from like the human rights angle and kind of looking back at like my past campaigns and thinking about wanting to actually like just being so frustrated with trying to make a change and it never happening. Mm-hmm. And I just think that like sex ed, like it's such a basic human right and we're all being Correct. denied it. And if we could all have better sex education, it would just reduce so many of the world's problems. And I just so firmly believe that. So like, that's what I really want from Freya is I want more people to get involved. I want more people to start like looking at these different, like talk to these amazing, like follow these amazing sex educators, performers, like brands and charities, and like actually get the sex education that we're just not going to get yeah. from our school. People who actually like, have I originally, sex. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. People that actually have sex or that. Yeah. Like, I feel like it would be, I would prefer to learn from a, a performer than my maths teacher like 100 percent. that's so and, wild like, they're more relatable you can talk to people more than and it's just like I, we originally wanted to do this as a political campaign mm-hmm. and i was like you're not going to get a politician to talk about sex or porn it's just not going to happen so we're like yeah. company is more efficient <laughs> i mean have you gotten close to finding a politician to talk about sex so openly no, no. <laughs> maybe in finland like i've spoken to one or two people but like in england oh my god no i think they're trying to ban like some types of pornography in england at the moment and like they want to stop under 18s from getting any access I mean, at all and yeah but that's an age thing but to ban a specific type of porn they're really trying to put like restrictions down on the industry in general and a lot of the sites to the point where like it'll just make people go into more dangerous spaces rather than like the compliant safer sites Mm. so it's just like a lot of it's like silly and then they make these rules without actually talking to anyone that works in the industry Mm. yeah they completely refuse to talk to people in the sex industry because they think that you know we're all trafficked and corrupt and it's like if you actually spoke to us you'd realize that a most of us are quite intelligent Oh, I'm Andy. a dumb bitch. Sorry, but <laughs> I'm an idiot. But like, they have this like assumption that if you work in the industry, and no matter like what capacity, they think you're a drug addict or you're trafficked, mm. and it's really irritating. And it's just so not true. So like, they kind of just like kind of think big bad porn industry, and they push you into like the dark. Yeah, they think corner. we're dumb. They think we're unclean. They think we're unskilled. When I'm only two out of those three things. Um, <laughs> but, but like, insane. they won't even give us like basic like bank accounts and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like that's a it's just so unfamiliable to yeah. me that that's not a. It's issue. a weird morality thing. It's like we're not going to associate ourselves with a sex worker. Or even like when the company was trying to get like investment. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's hard enough as a startup to get money, but then you add in, in the porn element, and like you get people that couldn't agree more with the mission and what we were doing and the profitability. But then they'd be like, "Oh no, but it's porn. We can't. It's porn. Mm, it's just, just so ridiculous." But the thing is, Freya is not porn. Not just porn, rather. No, exactly, exactly. And that's the thing is, we're so much more. Like, I mean, I don't. That's wrong phrasing, but like we do so many things, and we're like a social media platform. But even with all those things in the social movement and the human rights things compact. Uh, a lot of people just be like, but it's porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing is as well, it's like, so what? It's fucking porn. Who cares? Like porn is, and I feel like it's, oh, well, it's like, get used to it, buddy. Because porn isn't going anywhere. Porn's like, been it's around really forever. Not fucking, 
Yeah, and and like trust me, if you if you think it's going somewhere, you're going to be waiting a really long time. <laughs> because one one thing that I've noticed is that like in my time in the industry, and I I feel like I may be like a, a veteran in the industry, uh, but <laughs> that, like the industry has changed so much, even in just the time that I've been in the industry. You know, when when I first started, DVDs were a thing. Like they were quite a big <laughs> wow. thing, and and like like you used to do like signings in like the Hustler store on a Sunset Strip or like the harmony store in oxford circus in london and um like it was a big thing people bought dvds and then dvds kind of petered out a little bit and and like the internet kind of took over and then porn had to find a way to survive on the internet and now what's happening is all these sites these are being pirated on tube sites so now the industry is having to find a way to adapt and the private content model has come along so you know that's and soon it'll be in the metaverse yeah yeah oh god the metaverse i don't even want to think about the metaverse but you know that porn will always find a way of surviving and what i've realized is so now the the power is kind of in the performer's hands because of this private content model where girls are making so much money selling their own content Mm -hmm. that studios are kind of struggling to book them because they want these stupidly high rates but you know it will find a way to work and and it will all yeah it will always survive always survive because it you know as much as some people want it to go away they're the same people that probably consume it so yes the shame wankers do you find that only fans and just for fans are kind or other sites like that they're kind of like pioneering this change in the porn landscape so like we can't necessarily comment on like individual sites Mm -hmm. as a company but um it's definitely caused like a huge like revolutionary shift in the industry and many positive but also as of anything in life there's also negatives or just like offering a different way for porn performers to earn income sure um those i mean those ways so i don't know if you guys tim you might know about this site called adult work i believe that was just a uk site but like a lot i think it was originally used by escorts to kind of i i guess it was supposed to be so they could safely take bookings and they could safely leave reviews on clients Mm -hmm. so that other escorts can see and i think that's like a really really great idea Mm -hmm. um and then uh performers started using it to sell content and chat with their fans so i think that was like one of the original ones and the thing about adult work it was just so poorly laid out and made that i think you know i i remember trying to set set an adult work account up once so i could like sell content and i was like i can't fucking be bothered with this shit. i feel like a lot of adult like, sites look like they were built in the 90s and they just they haven't really tried do. to upgrade it since they really do <laughs> but i think something you know with the private content now is like if you're a performer you're like any other industry, like your job depends on like social media, like you need that to get this traffic into your to your page. And that's, I think, what's really scary is like, especially then with the censorship, like you don't know if you're suddenly going to get like 500k followers, and then you're going to lose it the next day. And I think that's like the same thing then with like sex ed influencers, and even charities we've been working with, like charities fighting revenge porn, get banned for talking about their charitable work. It's just so ridiculous. Like, do you know what really pissed me off, I think, the most was on uh, my friend's birthday, I posted a picture mm-hmm. of us kissing um, a female friend. And I was just like, love you so much. Happy birthday. Like something like, m- uh, like miss being a dirty bitch with you or something. And it got deleted. Really? It got For deleted. Literally no idea. They were like sexual solicitation. And it's like, is it because it's two girls making out? 
Oh. Or is it because it's two girls making out that are in porn? Because would you go on to like someone that's making out with their girlfriend and delete their post because that's homophobic, right? But because it's Ugh. we're in porn, it, it must be the porn thing then. Mm-hmm. Because like, right, because if I was just a normal person and they deleted a picture of me making out with my girlfriend, Mm -hmm. that's homophobic. Mm -hmm. But because I'm in porn, they're like, no, 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 no. Any kissing that you do of other girls is sexual solicitation. I got, sorry, I got banned from, or not banned, I got like flagged by Instagram because I was wearing a mask, as we are, and on the mask is a ball gag. And then they're like, "What? Yeah. What? But it's it's a nice. mask with a ball gag." And they're like, "We're we removed this due to uh, inappropriate sexual activity or something like that." And I was like, "It's a fucking mask, what? right?" And would you have would if like some normal person if okay if Courtney Kardashian or, yeah had posted yeah whoever if they did the same thing no no would they them. fuck one of my sex educator friends in australia he posted uh what is it like the eggplant emoji the squirting emoji the pointing and the three fingers emoji to like yeah. uh stimulate uh, sex and then that got flagged like just emojis no words just those emojis i know so like they've they've updated their terms and conditions so i follow this girl on instagram she's amazing mm-hmm. And her page is like, she calls herself nude management. And she posts all these insights on like how as a sex worker to not get deleted. Mm -hmm. And she's really on it. So she like checks the, um, what you call it, the guidelines all the times. And and she's like, here's why you're getting deleted. Here's how to get around it. And she's amazing. So I would say like, I'd recommend anyone that's in the sex work space that wants to keep their Instagram profile to follow her or to just make Freya profile because, you know, we ain't going to be using (laughs) the eggplant emoji. We actually encourage the eggplant emoji. Oh, there's as many eggplants. Or the peach emoji. Or the peach. But you know what's so funny to me is it's like, what if I'm like, I'm just making some dinner. I washed my eggplants, right? But like I get deleted for washing my vegetables. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like it's like because 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 I'm in the sex work space, they're like, you cannot have eggplants without it being sexual. Mm-hmm. You cannot. Or peaches. Like, I think as like a company or it peaches. terrifies me that I could spend like literally thousands on like paid partnerships with social media posting. And have it and deleted. then just lose my account. Yeah. That does not make me happy. It's ridiculous. And it's like, especially if you work in, like, even for us, um, we are not allowed a Google ad. We can't do anything like Wait, that. Wait, Freya's not we allowed? Can't use, mm-hmm. You're not allowed Google ads if you do anything in, like, sex education space or, um, like, or, or if you're sex worker friendly. You're not allowed to run a Google ad. You're not allowed to, um, it's harder to get PR agencies to accept you, stuff like that. So, like, we have to rely on um, social media platforms. And that's why it's just extra frustrating. And that's why I kind of, when it's so funny because we originally started Freya wanting it to just be a private content site and it then morphed into social media whilst we were in development because we started seeing these issues and it was like such a problem for us. And we're like, okay, let's fix that because this is just ridiculous. I and- think the first, the the big one was we when we launched, we had planned to do an IG live, yeah. um, which was Freya with my account to send users from my account and it, w- it was like, you cannot, to, to my account, do an IG live because you've broken too many terms and conditions. It's like, what? I haven't broken anything. All I've done is post a few pictures of me in lingerie. I haven't posted any direct links. I haven't posted anything naked or explicit or rude. Like, 
anything. And we had like marketed like the whole like IG yep. live and then we just couldn't do it. And we we're just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I think that was like a turning point. That's when we were like, we've got to do something about this because, you know, and then then we were like, well, you know, we had other ones booked in with performers that were just like, they're just not going to happen, are they? Because... Mm-hmm. You know, if they're not shadow banned now, they're probably going to be by the time we get around to doing it. And this. then I remember we started we started working with this company, which is really cool. It's called MIN Porn. They're like a German startup and they have like an AI tool to find out if you've been a victim of image based like sexual abuse, like revenge porn. Mm-hmm. So like they'll scan your face AI wise with all of the different like porn sites. And they got kicked off of Instagram. No! <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And I would so like they're that. on Freya now. Okay, good. <laughs> but I was like, that's ridiculous like they're literally trying to solve a huge problem and they're treated like they're they've done something really mm-hmm. horrible mm-hmm. what insane. i i think is really crazy as well is like i have seen some nasty shit on instagram i have seen racism i've seen child abuse i've yep. seen you know like you see so much stuff that is just not flagged or like or is flagged but isn't taken down and then, but the, because they're too fucking busy going, oh, this porn star posted a picture of herself smiling. I don't know. Well, smiling I think like their moderation sexual- tactic, I really wonder what it is and if they have enough moderators and also if they're just using an AI tool or something that's not I, trained properly. I wonder if they're yeah. using AI because every- Oh, they're every, 100% they are using AI. There's no one yeah, there just clicking time- away. <laughs> The stuff only only goes to a human once it's been escalated by the AI tool. But for us, we have like humans looking at everything just because like also AI models, like they they need to be trained. Mm. It's not just going to work on day one. It needs to have like millions of examples. So it's not going to be accurate if you don't also have the human alongside of it. Mm. And also when you're making like moderation decisions, it's not it's not always like tech isn't always the best thing to be making that decision. What is it that Freya is doing that Instagram is like missing or what they're fucking up with? Well, I don't know exactly what they're doing and I can't say I do, (laughs) but um, I know what Freya is doing Mm -hmm. because I designed it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think like a lot of companies in general, they will only look at what is reported or they'll do random spot checks. Now, this is an issue in the sense of about only 11% of illegal things are actually reported because people are too scared to press report mm-hmm. or lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's already an effect within itself. Uh, and also a lot of companies don't have enough like moderators. I think one of the biggest social media platforms in 2019 only had 150 moderators and they have like billions. What? Of, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we kind of wanted to reapproach the way we moderate. Uh, it feels like very much everyone has this assumption of what moderation needs to be and that it's like the social media way but we decided okay let's look at everything so we designed like this vault system where everything will immediately go into moderation and then it's looked at mixture of ai and human moderation and that sounds a bit censorshipy but what that really means is we check it's the right person associated with that account and that immediately just looking at that before it goes on reduces like image-based like sexual abuse Mm -hmm. by like probably like 50 percent 80 percent and then it helps us reduce like child abuse. And then you don't have to worry that we're suddenly going to take it down because we've already looked at it and it's just automatically a lot safer. Mm-hmm. And we'll also tell you why you've been, if something's been um, blocked and why we haven't allowed you to post something. And we also decided to do it like on warning basis. If someone just suddenly doesn't lose their account, like there's always an explanation and you can always like appeal it. Mm-hmm. But making the rules was hard. 
that was not a pleasant but experience. As a Freya user, I love what you guys have created. As like it, it's very it takes a little bit of a learning curve because I'm just so used mm. to like the usual thing, but it's very easy to learn and pick up. And I love it. I'm like, I need everyone listening to go to Freya, make an account, pay your creators, subscribe. It's so fucking cool. It's so pretty too. It's just like a really nice, like it's. Uh, uh, we didn't want it to look like it was built in the night. Yeah, there, there, I mean, there's like I, I guess this is just my weird thing, but there's a certain element of femininity to the platform that I'm like, oh my god, yes. I love it. Well, we also we <laughs> Maria always says that um, we we wanted it. To, we didn't want it to look like super masculine. Like I think one of the things Ugh, that you find masculine. when you go on porn sites Ooh. is that they they like. They're, they're like, you like know, black with red with red yeah. writing. It's like a lure. Right. <laughs> yeah. And like we, a but we were like, okay, we've got quite a soft color palette, which I don't think it's like. It's not like pink and yellow and super <laughs> no, like. It was originally pink, and we got rid of it because, yeah, like, I think Chris did it in pink, and then we were just like, nah. And then wasn't the it like a lot of people said like our original Instagram feed had too much pink in it? It wasn't mm-hmm. even that pink, but um, but we really took that on board because we were like, yes, we. We do want it to have that feminine edge because we want. But it's also for. But it's, for but it's also for. But we do want men on there as well because, like, we we want everyone on there. Um, but yeah, so we it's it's not like an aggressive, obnoxious color palette. It's nice. It's pretty. It looks. It's pleasing, it's to, the pleasing eye. to the eye. <laughs> it's works. It's a nice yeah. little it's pastel palette, and I'm like, and also, and also like. Yeah, Freya being like, what is it, the Norse goddess of love? I believe mm-hmm. I'm like, like yes, yeah. here we go. Exactly. I, well, we didn't want to call it something like slutty banana because, like, <laughs> I didn't think that would work for our marketing image. <laughs> I would love, like, I don't know, a website named uh, Cock Choker or something. That'd be <laughs> that'd be great. Oh my god, that would like, be great. We have, a, we have a site for rating dicks, and we were having a lot of fun trying to name it. And like, my my colleague was like, rate dot rate my dick dot church like how about that like rate my dick dot lol but then we thought the lol thing was funny but then it might insult some people's dicks. i mean yeah because we... dicks deserve to be insulted especially if they're unsolicited like you know exactly no matter how nice looking and how well groomed it is if it's unsolicited i'm gonna laugh at it i'm gonna do the the pinky wave i like, once Aw. had somebody <laughs> send me an unsolicited dick pic when i was screen sharing a presentation at university and it went on the screen <gasps> and everybody saw his dick and that is the story of why you should never share unsolicited dick pics exactly warning story (laughs) the thing i always think about the unsolicited dick pics it's like if you were in public and you saw this girl that you're sending would you just whack it out would you just whack it out because that's what you're doing like a flasher with a trench coat yeah just walking around and just be like here it is i would laugh at like i just like (laughs) just point and laugh like what what are you doing bro like that's whenever I open my DMs and I get one, I'm just like my my head is like one of like disgust and confusion combined. Like that's what I think when I see your unsolicited penis. I got in sent my a DMs. Bible picture the other day on my Instagram and was told that I was going to hell. That's nice. That's your first one. Get ready for it, <laughs> honey. Unsolicited Bible. Unsolicited Bible pic. You allow you 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 know you work in the adult industry now. You're about to be burnt at the state. Like 
Just just Perfect. be uh, ready for we'll, it. Yeah. We will yeah. all join Lil Nas X in yeah. his version of Hell where we're all pole dancing mm-hmm. into Satan's Sounds lap. Sounds fun. It's so fun. <laughs> oh my God. Especially like we're partying with fellow adult sex workers in the fires of hell. Oh my God. The thing is like, I don't want to go to heaven if the kind of people in heaven are the people that stand outside like Starbucks with a megaphone telling us we're all going to hell. Yeah. That's not shit. I want to go where there's going to be Parties. sex workers and rock stars and porn stars and like the people that I actually hang out with in real yeah, life. I want like a line of cocaine just from here to the next <laughs> continent and just one long It's sniff. like hell sounds pretty good. I know, exactly. you know? <laughs> That when people are like, you're all going to hell, it's like, well, at least we'll be together. <laughs> right? So I uh, just want to briefly touch on this because I feel like this is something that affects the three of us. But uh, since we're all in the sex industry in one way or another, do you feel that it affects your like dating life or your personal life in a way? Yes, <laughs> it did for sure. Oh my God. When I was really surprised because obviously I'm on the business side, so I didn't expect anything to change naively. And then I remember then I started like um, dating again and I just got the creepiest comments. Nobody would take me seriously. People were just disgusting and gross. I even got like office, like co-working space harassment. And people would be like, where can I find you on Pornhub? I was like, you won't find me on Pornhub, but they wouldn't stop. Um, and it's just like a dating nightmare. And then I met my boyfriend whose family also works in the industry and he never commented and never cared. <laughs> and that was fine. For me, I think, yes, it did. I mean, obviously, because I, I, and I, I, you know what? I have to say, I I get it. You know, it's got to be really fucking hard to date someone that's having sex with other people Mm -hmm. for a living. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. But it was from all angles. So I remember a boyfriend that I had, like, when I first started, who was like, I'm so in love with you, but, like, wouldn't introduce me to his family and was like, just wish that this part of your life didn't exist. And I was like, well, then you don't love me because this is my life, you know? (laughs) And and still to this day, like, even though I'm engaged with a kid and uh, with the person that I want to be with, will like message me being like, oh, you were the love of my life. And it's like, obviously I wasn't because you couldn't even bother to introduce me to your family. And, and you know what? Like, I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad because I think it is a really tough thing for people to get their head around. Like, it's really tough. Mm-hmm. We're, we're brought up in the society where we're told you have to be monogamous and you have to be with one person. So to be with someone that actually I choose to separate, like, to make sex my work, mm-hmm. that is really difficult for people to get their heads around. So, um, but then I tried dating within the industry and that was a fucking nightmare because I became the jealous cunt. <laughs> and I was like a psychopath. And I was like, what is wrong with me? But I was like so jealous of him going to work and working with my friends like I hated it I hated everything about it like I wanted to kill him going to work and I was like but then yeah he totally did and then like (laughs) I was I was going to work more than him and he was like totally fine with it but then I was like oh that's more infuriating no but then I was like why are you fine with it but he was a lot older than me he was like 20 years older than me he'd been in the industry a long time and he was kind of like because I know it's your job and I'm not a psycho like you and then and then on the completely flip flip side of it, when I met my partner now, he was very relaxed about it. He was like, I understand that it's your job, you know, like it it's something that you did. I knew that you did when you met 
when I met you, it started affecting me at work. Whereas I would feel guilty going to work. I would feel disconnected from work. I would feel like I don't want to be at work. That's when I knew it was time for me to kind of mm. retire, like going to work and not enjoying it. I was always like the, the, the day I go to set and I'm not having a good time is the day I quit. Yep. Um, and I did, I think I did quit for the right one. So, you know, that was good. Yeah. But like, yeah, so I've experienced all three kind of <laughs> uh, different ones. I've experienced like the, the dating where they had a problem with me dating, the dating someone in the industry where I became jealous and the dating someone out of the industry where actually it affected me mm. at work. So yeah, mm. it's 100%. I think it's really, really affects you. Like, it's not like a normal job. As, and, and like, I'm very quick to say it is just a job because it is just a job let's never ever say that it's not just a it's job work. because it is it's a it's job exhausting. it's work it is work oh my god it's so exhausting i'm mentally and physically drained all the time but it is just work it's just like an office job but you know it does have that added added element of getting in your fucking head yep. Yep. you know because like what, the what largest what? organ the largest sex organ in your body is your brain <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly and the reason why i wanted to bring that up is because i wanted to make the point that sex work is work and we are all in the sex industry we're all workers in the sex industry no matter what capacity and we deserve the rights as much as any other i don't know uh office employee or whatever like we deserve to be protected we deserve to be uncensored to tell our stories and to share the great content that is much needed in this society so i just wanted to wrap up this conversation in that nice little bow and i was wondering if you guys have any final words of wisdom whether it's freya or porn or uh whatever you guys have in mind my uh final words would will always always be and I guess it's more to people that are listening to this and maybe took some sort of interest in doing porn from anything that I said is if you are going to do it, don't just do it because you want to make a quick buck or because you think it sounds glamorous from what I've said. It is hard work. You're be in it for the long haul. And just know that you once you've done it, it's out there forever. So you really, really have to be sure. Please, please be sure. We have a lot of insights that I have written a lot of them myself on Freya that give information to anyone that does want to join the industry or that is looking to kind of get on board in, in, in any capacity. And we offer support to people that want to do that. So, you know, by all means do it. It is some of the best times of my life, but really think about it first. Yay, I love it. And Maria, any final words? Sign up to Freya. <laughs> <laughs> safety sexy guys sign up have a great time exactly <laughs> and i i always end up the episode with can you please make like a butt and plug away anything that you want the audience to find but i guess you've plugged freya that's freya <laughs> gone for and we're both on freya yeah we're both on freya so you know you can find us you can just go and look around in fact all three of us are on freya so yeah, yeah there you go everyone go enjoy enjoy freya <laughs> that's f-r-e-y-j-a and enjoy the platform enjoy this conversation rewind and listen to it all over again uh please don't forget to rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and with that this has been another episode of the sex of the tim podcast and i will see you all at the next one bye thanks for listening to the sex ed with tim podcast sex ed with tim is created and produced by me tim lagman music is aces high by kevin mcleod 
follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at SexEdWithTim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even better, you can also support the show on Patreon, where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah!